0: This this, this this is K-U-T. you. K-U-T. K-U-T, Austin.
1: Stop. I feel anxious, nervous, and excited because I had a lot of friends from first to second to third. So I'm excited to see them. And also, I'm very nervous about the hard work they should do. But I've heard at my school, fourth grade is very easy. But um, I'm also very, very, like, worried about it.
2: So tell me a little bit more about the being, being worried part. What are you worried about?
1: Well, mostly what I'm worried about is just all the hard work and, like, the multiplication and, the uh, like, district and science and math. So when you start
2: feeling, you said anxious or nervous but also excited, how do you sort of manage that or how do you handle those feelings when those feelings come up of I'm nervous I'm excited I'm worried
1: it's kind of like topsy-doozy but um my mom usually helps me on this part so she'll usually tell me to take deep breaths and calm myself and then also she'll usually tell me to um just go have some time to yourself and do and practice for when you're ready for fourth grade
2: so you've talked about some things that sound um A little more, I'll say, on the negative side, like worried or anxious. Are there some things about going back to school that you're looking forward to? Like some things that you're happy or excited about?
1: I'm very excited to see my friends and for picture day. What's picture day? Picture day is when we all group together as a class or singles. And then we take our group photo and we put it on the yearbook. And then I get to see myself.
2: I really like that part. So you probably like you pick out a special outfit for that day. Yeah. What do you like to wear for picture day? I usually
1: like to wear something fancy or colorful.
2: We just heard from an expert about some of the feelings (laughs) that come up when it's time to go back to school. So what's going on when young people talk about going back to school? Is it really the surface things just about some specifics or are there some bigger sort of underlying issues at play too
3: when you think about something like this anything new anything that someone is going into or going back to um nervousness can arise and it's a natural feeling and i think that it's both it's you know it can be surface things and it also can be things that are underneath so that's why it's good to have conversations with your children to dig into what is it that they are feeling not judge them for their feelings and not assume that they are feeling something but just find Mm -hmm. out where they are learn some techniques on how to really dig into what the real feeling is and then move on from there yeah i think oftentimes as parents we try to protect our children from all of their problems and it's impossible for us to do that number one number two they need to learn how to deal with their problems So this is a great opportunity because, you know, there's going to come a point where, you know, we're talking about, you know, young age grade school, but there'll come a time when there's college, when they're on their own, there'll come a time when they're going into the workforce, which can also bring nervousness and anxiety. But if they learn how to deal with that at a young age, then they'll be more apt to deal with those things as they get older.
0: Yeah, and I think from, I think that's really true, and well said, Grace. Ann yeah, very well, very well said, well Grace said. so proud of you. <laughs> um, I think, you know, almost sort of from like sort of a cognitive behavioral standpoint, the way that our brain works and the way that we behave in response is very normal to ruminate over things. And part of the rumination is an effort for our mind to try and resolve hypothetical scenarios that may arise. Mm-hmm. So it's a very natural thing, and I think it's really um, helpful sometimes for parents or caregivers to say to children, you know what, what you're feeling right now? It's really normal. Your brain's doing its job. Your brain's wanting to get you ready for what could be the unknown. And so, what we'll do is we'll ruminate, we'll play out scenarios or play through scenarios to try and help prepare ourselves for things that could come or show up. And from a consciousness standpoint or a mindful standpoint, practicing mindfulness can become really important. Even for children, like Grace was saying, it's okay to take some deep breaths. Mm -hmm. We have like sort of an affirmation or a mantra we'll say, inhale, trust exhale peace peace. (laughs) inhale trust exhale peace Yeah, that works right Um, just sitting down like sort of calming the brain down because centering yourself centering yourself because if we can understand that it's not so much what happens to us but it's the stories that we create around it and the meaning we give them then it can do a lot to um, help to settle and ground us in, in
3: those moments well that's a great point and just to piggyback off of that Uh, It it really boils down to fear, right? And Mm -hmm. there's a great acronym for the word fear is false evidence appearing real. And like Janice said, we tell ourselves all these stories on uh, what could happen. All these hypothetical stories play out in our mind. Which isn't true, but the thing about the mind, the way the mind works, the mind doesn't know the difference if you're imagining something, if it's really happening, yeah. or if you're you can just still have the same it. physiological responses, it still has sweaty the same palms physiological increased heart response, rate. Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So even though you haven't approached any bullies, any you know, situations <laughs> any you new friends. Right. You, you you're not in front of a math test right now <laughs> or quiz. Was super- <laughs> I'll
1: just Remember that before I met, you know, who right. It was. <laughs> we understand. Um, even
3: though none of these things are happening, we're imagining it. Yeah, and our mind thinks that it's happening.
2: In having those discussions and trying to go deeper and talk about the feelings, that idea of not judging the feelings seems mm-hmm. seems really important. Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit more about? About the importance of kind of letting the feelings come up and sort of be what they are. Low through Yeah, you, the,
3: always I, say you that. know, it's interesting. Yeah. I was just going like to say, say that, that too. every week at some we point. We have to <laughs> allow feelings to flow through us. Yeah. Feelings are natural. Fear is a natural emotion. Um, sadness is a natural emotion. To be happy. Um, but I think as a parent, we have our own fear that we're dealing with internally. So when we're dropping our kid off. It's just as much of a fear for some parents to drop them off, to leave them into uh-huh. this world with people that they may not know. How do they know if their child's going to be bullied? Pro- What's going to happen Projecting their own childhood experiences on that child. Projecting their own childhood yeah. experiences, right? And then, you know, you have to drop them off and you have to get yourself off to work or whatever responsibilities that you have. And for a parent, it's tough to see your child crying, I would imagine, right, for some parents out there, right? So then you try to figure out how to fix it right then and fixing it isn't always the right thing if they're crying hey it's okay to cry i know you're scared i've been scared and, you validate, know, yeah, and just validate just them, validate, accept, right? show them
0: some acceptance around it, and reduce the shame because sometimes exactly. the shame or the shameful feeling is what can exaggerate the scenario. And I'm really glad that you brought that up. A lot of times, the anxiety that our children are feeling around back to school time is really them picking up on the energy of the parents. That's right. Because if you're ever in a break room or a conference room, we're talking with, oh boy, back to, oh boy, you're you're hearing back it amongst adults, time. and so because of either neuro mirroring or them picking up on energy or hearing conversations. They recognize a phase of life is coming up, and dad or mom are not quite sure how this is going to go. Right. So, and then on a practical standpoint, there's things you can do, which my husband has helped us with a lot, like waking up a little earlier, <laughs> just a few minutes early. I get early. so
1: grumpy when dad <laughs> wakes us up early. I'm like, oh, do you have? Me?
0: <laughs> yeah, like before the the crack of the crack of dawn. But right. you know what it did? It gave us a chance so that if someone had a moment where they needed to to talk or they felt nervous or or they just felt excited. They wanted to get that out. Or if they needed to have tears. There mm-hmm. was, we create, or he helped. And we all kind of worked together to help create a little space create for that. Space. So it's not so rushed. So it's not like, oh my gosh, we're dropping you off. Hurry up. Roll out the car. Okay, screech off under, into the commute. Ooh. Slowing down a little bit and being in that moment, even as yeah. parents.
3: Yeah. And, and it's a sacrifice, right, to get up a little bit earlier in the morning. But I think there are ways. Like, you have natural anxiety. Like, you know just feeling something or thinking about going into something new but then you have created anxiety as well you just didn't wake up early enough yeah. so then now everyone's rushing to get out and that just creates Grace calls anxiety. it creating your own chaos yeah you create, you're creating you, your own chaos right you create chaos <laughs> so then you want to ask yourself am i getting my child to school late every day Um, Are we leaving time for breakfast just to have a meal? Because if you have if
0: you're if you're in the middle of halt, if you're too hungry, angry, lonely or tired, you're probably going to act out as a child or an adult. And mainly
1: the most thing that helps is family time, quality time and being together as a family. That's the one main thing that helps, in my opinion.
0: That's very true. Wow, Even in the morning, having that time to, sit, to ar- sit around the table together in the morning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who cares? And this is for people that may be like me who want to put everything back and make sure everything is clean before you. Who cares if there's some dishes in the sink when you walk out the door? You all got to sit around right. the table. If it's if it's two of you or five of you or however many of you there are and share Experientially, And sometimes there's nurturing and comfort just being in the same space where you're not having um, a huge to-do list. You're yeah. just being, you're just
3: being there. Right. And, and there's no judgment behind that either because maybe your situation is that you're, you're in a situation where you may have to rush. You, you, sure. you can't get up. It, it comes up. Early. It comes up, right? But then there's another point, being okay with not being okay.
2: Talk more about that. Being okay with not being okay.
3: So things aren't always going to be perfect you know our dream is that we would wake up on time and you would tell the children children go get your showers and go brush your teeth and they would do it without questioning without throwing a tantrum and then they would get dressed and then you'd have breakfast and there'd be beautiful music playing in the background (laughs) And everyone gets in the car, and they don't forget any papers or books or backpacks. And then when they get off to school, they say, Mommy and Daddy, thank you so much. This was amazing. I'm so glad to be going to school. And then the parent drives off with a big smile on their face, and they feel <laughs> so great because they're the perfect parent. That sounds like a movie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. T- Did it I break the, the story well? It was <laughs> written, directed, <laughs> and produced, <Right>. not life. <laughs> but the reality is that's a story that doesn't happen it's Amazing. not going to be perfect and you just have to get to the point to where you're okay mm-hmm. that it's not okay like it's you know that the, the kids are frustrated the kids are throwing tantrums you know the house is not as clean as you would like it to be when you walk out the house you got the kid to school <laughs> late just be okay with it just flow through it because yeah. life isn't perfect
0: yes yeah, it's like set the goal but surrender the outcome and what it means about your identity. And that's even true of school. You know, if children bring home all A's and they're on the honor roll, congratulations. But that's not who you are. That's something you did. Or we set the goal to get out of the house at a certain time or get to bed by a certain time or do certain things. We set the goal, but let's surrender the outcome. And if it doesn't work out that way, I'm okay with that being okay. Like yeah. I'm reframing what my my what my what expectation is and what my <coughs> standard is. It sounds like a really
2: important part of thinking about all of this is having those conversations, talking about feelings. You said digging in to what's really going on. Help us with some ways to have those conversations, because I think an ironic part of sort of our daily lives is that as families, we do lots of nuts and bolts things. You know, Mm -hmm. we're rushing to go in the morning, we're rushing through meals, we're rushing to get to activities, and it's actually sometimes hard Mm -hmm. for families to sit down and talk about feelings. So all of you tell me how you like to start and have those conversations where you're talking about important things like feelings.
1: Um, Well, um, I think the best idea, if you want to talk about feelings, we do this thing called the round table talk and we'll sit down at the table and we'll talk about our feelings and how our day went and we'll do mountain valley, if the day was good or bad. And then we'll um, usually all just give each other a big hug and then go snuggle together.
0: And we actually schedule that. I'm glad you said that, Grace. We actually do schedule that. We do do actually schedule family time once a week. And there's some weeks where we've missed it or there's weeks where we've been traveling and we're like, we're in the middle of nowhere, but we're still going to have family movie night or game night. And that kind of, I think, helps build a little, even if you're, if you're a single parent or a caregiver, foster parent, adoptive parent, doesn't matter. It kind of helps give a little bit of um, security throughout the week that no matter what's going on toward the end of this week or the middle of the week or whenever you do it. We have this time together. Um, opening up those conversations, we also have something called a discussion bag. You can just get a, a brown paper bag, throw some things in there to talk about, put some fun stuff in there. Like if you could go to any planet and live on it, what would it be? <laughs> just to generate some dialogue where everything is not heavy, everything does not feel complicated or complex. And when you have these kind of dialogues, it's important to add some lightness to it so that saying, let's have a family meeting doesn't become almost like a bad word. Dun, dun, like, dun, oh dun. gosh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: With the mountain valley, that's one that we do. And, and the mountain is what was the best part of your day. The valley was, hey, what was what was something tough? What was the challenge that you had to deal with today? And it's something that, especially to your point, of families that may not have the time to sit around and have dinner because there's some couples where the husband and the wife, or whatever your situation is, everyone's working, or it may be a single parent, or mm-hmm. whatever your situation is, where you're doing so much, you don't have that time to sit down, but you do have a moment to say, hey. What was, what's your mountain valley? Let's go mountain valley. What was the best part of your day? What was the toughest part of your day? And it's really, really cool because you can then begin to dig a little bit into, you know, if something was great, you can dig in. Hey, what was great about that? Or if something was tough, well, why was that your valley? Tell us a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. And kids want to talk about their problems. Too. Kids want to talk about what's good. But we do have to give them the space to do that and just slow down just a little bit. And you
0: can learn a lot about each other in that, you know, because there's been times where I'm like, this is the most stressful phase of my life. But then we go around and do Mountain Valley and the children are like, yeah, things are great. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm glad they're not picking up on what's happening in my world in that way. At least I'm I'm glad I'm not, um, you know, kind of oversharing my stress. So it also gives an opportunity for us to individuate. And even though we're in this collective group, you can have your individual feelings. And with that being said, it's not a time to fix anything. Like if our children tell us, I'm worried about this, or I'm excited about this. We don't have to fix anything. It's like we can just sit with them and share that space. And there's so much validation, I think, in
1: that.
2: You know, a, another interesting sort of, I would say flip side to all of this about back to school time is, I think about, you know, for some children, the summer The summer is a stressful part.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're
2: away from teachers and friends who may be more supportive than their home environment. Absolutely. Sure. They may be away from regular meals that they get at school. They may be in an environment that's challenging for a whole host of reasons and going back to school is actually a relief relief and the good thing that happens not the hard thing at the right. end of the so summer. true
0: so it's so true not to make up stories for people about what it means you know like oh school school starting back are you okay you yeah. never know what someone's situation is i think it's almost better to ask an open ended question what are you thinking about what this what do you think about that what what are your expectations how do you feel about this and just allow them to share that and if if you don't feel like you have the time for it just remember that we can create the time for what matters the most to us and that is a, a sort of a challenging statement but even if you have to schedule it in on your iphone as a pop up oh 15 minutes 15 minutes we all have the same 24 hours in a day in that in, in common um, and so you can schedule that in and then I really like that you brought that up Jennifer that um, school can mean different things for some people it is community for some people it is families for some people it's all of the above and so also being um, sensitive to that but mainly I think that if these life principles are in place whether there's educators that are listening today or, or parents or neighbors and community members if we can teach a little relational resilience and how to cope through some of the challenges and not let them stop us or define us, but to move through them. It doesn't matter what phase it is. If we're in year-round school, we've got this sort of lifestyle of doing it. It's not just an event.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because school is, is really mirroring what your life will be. You go to school, usually you know, uh, eight, nine o'clock in the morning to like three o'clock in the afternoon, which what's a typical work day? It's like a nine to five type of situation. You deal with other people, you deal with different people, you deal with situations, you deal with bullies, you deal with, you know, cliques and groups. And the same thing you deal with in the workforce as well. So in a lot of ways, it's preparing you uh, for what real life can look like. And, you know, not to reiterate this fact too much, but You know, allowing your kids and teaching them how to deal with these situations that they face on a day to day basis will help them so much. Instead of trying to protect them from everything, let them experience this.
0: Yeah, even letting go of the expectation that we can. Because they're, they're, for all intents and purposes, they're still free agents. They're individual people. They're individual people. Mm -hmm. And that's the hardest thing, I think, is for a lot of caregivers to watch them suffer through something or watch them. But sometimes just being with them through it and letting yeah. them know that you are a safe space for them for that time, right. they'll and, actually move through it. And also
3: remembering that they aren't you, because <laughs> so time we've dealt with personal situations, and <laughs> if we see anything that's a glimmer of... It can uh, be triggering. <laughs> right, it can be triggering. If yeah. we see anything that looks any, anywhere like what we dealt with, and it's like, oh my gosh, like I have to save them from this, but they are a different person, they're a different human being.
2: That idea of how do you let, children do what they're going to do and and sort of let things happen and not protect them from things that we we feel like we want to protect them right. but it's good to let them experience it and figure it out how can adult parents caregivers do that and not hop in and try to fix it manage it make it okay?
1: caring yeah <laughs> i think it's mainly just this is my first day here i'm really nervous I don't know what to do. And then the parents are like, what do I do to help the child? So then it's like, it's a struggle for the parents and the children. So they try to make everything perfect, make everything great, make everything good, because they know they're going to have a rough time, and they know there's no stopping it. So they try to fix it by themselves, or just try to tell them that it's it'll be okay, don't worry about it. And then it just keeps on happening. And then after that, they don't know what to do.
0: Yeah, it's like it's unfixable. And some things are. And there's a, a little sign that Grace has in her room. It's a frame sign. And it says, be your own hero. Yeah, it's okay to allow them to become the hero or the heroine in their own story and to support them along the way. It builds confidence, I think. Yeah. So you're not a bad parent grown-up if you let that happen.
2: Yeah,
1: I at at think you're
0: actually doing them a yeah. service in the yeah. world because then they can fend for themselves even when you're not present. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay.
2: Janice and Rock Rockman are Austin Area Certified Life and Relationship Coaches, and Grace is their daughter. <laughs> yeah. Thank you all so much for your time and your discussion today. You're Thank you, Jennifer. Thank, Thank you. you.